Hey everyone, I'm your host and soul sister, Gretchen North. I'm a veteran health and wellness professional turned life coach. Sticky Situation is about getting unstuck so that we can get on living the lives we are meant to live. We'll share stories and advice, hear from experts, and even do some guest coaching to be reminded of living today with more awareness and inspiration, all in the spirit of creating a more fulfilling tomorrow. To get in touch, find me at gonorthcoaching.com. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Maureen Guroth, and she's a Reiki master and a life coach who specializes in trauma. Maureen, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I'm so grateful to you for inviting me. I'm very excited about this opportunity. Yeah, you and I recently met, and we immediately felt like, you know, we... Uh, we're gelling and we have a history together somehow. And you said that you wanted to be interviewed. And I uh, took that opportunity and here we are. But I'm wondering what it was that made you say that. I, I had a life coach back at the very beginning of my transformation who, when I met him, said, oh, my gosh, your energy is amazing. You're going to be an international speaker. And I kind of laughed at that. And But as my life and my career has developed since that point, I have a lot to share. And I believe that I am a powerful healer and transformer of people's lives. And I have some ancient wisdom within my soul somewhere. Hmm. Is there a specific message that, you know, you would want to ensure that the masses are hearing We've all been through a lot of stuff, a lot of trauma. People may not think of it as trauma, but many people, I want to say a huge percentage of people have been through some form of trauma and it affects their life and the issues become in the tissues. And people don't realize how powerful and divine they are. And that is so important to know. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like through your work, you're able to heal them through whatever it is that they've experienced. It's interesting that you said almost everyone has experienced some sort of trauma. And I'm wondering what might help people to maybe reconcile that or to even be willing to take a look at whether or not they have experienced trauma. Yeah. Yes. And some of those traumas um, may not be huge traumas. They might just be little ones, but they kind of add up. It might be you might have had a learning disability. I experienced that in a family of four valedictorians. And so I felt like I was really stupid and I wasn't good enough. So I had these feelings of not feeling good enough. And there's other ones that might be, they might've been bullied. They might've had a date rape or they might've been pushed into doing something that they didn't wanna do. They may have experienced the death of a loved one. There are so many, I mean, almost everybody has lost a grandparent or a parent or a sibling that they were close to. That is a trauma. 
Hmm. So there's a huge gamut of different traumas that people can experience. Yeah. And I know that uh, when you and I were talking previously, you mentioned, um, you know, that even thoughts like I don't have enough money um, could be like a cumulative traumatic kind of response to life. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but can you speak a little about that? Well, our subconscious mind, um, I had a client once who was trying to figure out whether or not she wanted to change jobs or not, but she had a fear of doing so. And it, when we got down to the nuts and bolts of it all, her parents would often say when she was young, well, we don't have a mo enough money to go on vacation. And our subconscious mind is like 95% developed by the time we're seven. And so her hearing that, you know, stepped into that whole brain set of, well, there's not enough money out in the world. When the reality is there's plenty of money for everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that you're breaking it down, whether it's a thought about money, losing a loved one, something that you were um, a victim of, that truly, if we're willing to look at all of our parts, we're likely to find something. So what would you recommend to someone once they notice, like what if they're noticing for the very first time right now that they may have experienced trauma? What would you recommend? Well, um, I, of course I'm going to say come see me, but no, there's many things we can do on our own. It's like even to feel into where you're feeling it in your body. Identify what it is, write about it, you know, journal. That is a powerful technique to just put that in. Get into nature and just, you know, put your feet in the grass and just send it out down into the earth for the mother to take care of. Hmm. Those are some techniques that I will invite my clients to do. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes if it's anger that's coming up, I will say, you know, go to the Goodwill store and buy a bunch of dishes and go throw them in a junk pile and break them and shatter them and get that out of your body. Just get rid of that anger that's in your body. Yeah, we talk about that in my coach training as well. It's like somatic coaching. It's We can't often rationalize with these feelings of fear or sadness or anger. And so to really, one, listen to where it is in your body and two, get it up and out in some way. I love your idea of smashing dishes. Somehow it just sounds so gratifying. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's like, well, that's that person and that's that person or whatever it is or that feeling or that event. Yeah. yeah. And so what if you have then sent someone out into nature and, and they've accessed it, they're attempting to release it into the earth, as you're suggesting, what would you say next? I ask people, and this might even be before that, is do you love yourself? Mm -hmm. That's why the world is in such a sad, sorry place, because we don't love ourselves. Mm. And so I went on a journey to fall in love with myself. Let us back up. And why don't you share with me how you got into this work of, you know, coaching with specifically around um, trauma? Well, I had become a Reiki master first, and I started doing this coaching class as a result of meeting somebody in Peru. And 
I tended to be attracting people who had been through a lot of trauma. I had said to someone that I wanted to do a, you know, I wanted to do shame workshops. And they said, oh, no, that's too dark. You can't, you can't do that without the training. And so I called one of my teachers from my coaching class and talked to him about it. And he said, it is very tender work. And he goes, however, I am offering a class on IFS for coaches. And IFS is internal family systems. It's parts work. What do you mean by parts work? Parts work, IFS, is you have these feelings like there's a part of me that is afraid to do something. There might be another part of you that feels shame. There might be a part of you that feels joy. And there might be a part of you that's protecting the little one that was injured or the older one that was injured. And those parts are called exile. Uh, the part that was injured is called exiles. But addictions are even parts, whether it be, you know, hoarding or alcohol or drugs, anything like that is is a part. So we're built, when we come into this world, we come in with all these wonderful parts, you know, of being happy and joyful and, you know, thriving and creative, but they get shut down as we get injured as a little one. If we're told, you know, be quiet, you know, your voice isn't worth being heard, you might not speak up for yourself in the future. And so we go and work to get into the, find that part and what happened, and bring healing to that part. Wow, that sounds like that would be so powerful. And that's what you, I'm sure, bring to your clients. That's exactly what I bring to my clients, exactly. And, you know, part of it, like I said before, the issues are in the tissues. And, you know, if somebody's had sexual trauma, then it's going to be down in the root chakra. The organs are, for the root chakra, are the sexual organs. I'm tempted to deduce this down to like attracts like, because I know that you've experienced trauma, um, which may have positioned you to be better equipped to um, be able to empathize and um, really be with your clients. Um, Am I right in that? Yes, you are very correct in that. Um, and it's, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, I did carry a much lower frequency before I stepped into my own healing. And I have also noticed that not only does like attract like in that sense, but it also attracts it in the sense of the higher vibration that you are in, the higher the vibration your friends are going to be in, too. So my tribe has totally changed in the last five years. Yeah. So what, what were some of the traumatic experiences that you had and then what attributed it to your shift? Yes. Um, so I've had many, I've had injuries, I've had accidents, but the biggest ones were the death of my mother when I was 13, my father becoming a drunk and his death at 17, when I was 17 Um, went off to college, you know, did, you know, look for love in all the wrong places and, you know, found love and married my husband. We had two children. And when the children were one and three, he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Um, 
he was very fortunate. He had a will to live like no other. He had just gotten in the Pittsburgh Symphony two weeks before he was diagnosed, and we hadn't even moved here yet. And he said, I am not going to lose my dream job to this damn disease. And But he did go through two bone marrow transplants and a hellacious treatment through at NIH. And then, you know, finally passed when my kids were um, 15 and 17. So then I, I was a widow. So I was an orphan. I was a widow, um, went through some other things. And in 2015, on my dad's what would have been 97th birthday, I experienced a stroke. It was a very, very, very small stroke, which was great. But um, I started meditating as a result of that. And within a week of meditating, I heard spirits say, I showed you in the 90s, you have gifts of healing. You're to be using your hands for a vocation. And I went, whoa, how do I do that? And I talked to a naturopathic doctor friend of mine, and she said, yes, you are. And I said, how do I do that? And she said, go get attuned to Reiki. You're, you'll, it'll be your modality, but that's how you'll get your hands on people to bring healing to them. And I thought, okay. So that's what I did. I went and got attuned to Reiki. And when I went, she did a special technique on me. And when I went home and looked in the mirror, my face and my eye, the two little things that were, you know, still affected by the stroke were correct. And I was blown away. And so I, you know, would, you know, do the Reiki. And then I went to Peru with Greg Braden and met a doctor who told me about this coaching program. And he said, you would be amazing at this. So I went through the coaching program, but then wanted to do more. And that's how I ended up learning the IFS program. And here we are today. And I continually bring in clients that have trauma. They may not know that's why they're coming to me. For example, last week I had a young woman come in and she, you know, the first question, she just wanted a Reiki session. And I, the first question I asked her was, have you been through trauma? And she immediately broke down and we went in to talk about her trauma mm. and it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. And, you know, and she, she was feeling it throughout her entire body. All of her chakras were, you know, blocked horribly because she had been through so such a dark season in her life. Yeah. So you mentioned that that she had this all throughout her body. And I'm wondering if, you know, if someone who is completely let's say maybe they have buried this so deeply, they're not willing to look. How might trauma be showing up in their lives, but they don't know to name it trauma? How might it show up, you know, manifest physically or in relationships or other? Exactly. Um, a lot of it, I mean, and then it showed up in my relationship with my husband, mine did. And he had gone through some too, because his parents were divorced. And when your parents are divorced, it's a trauma. Um, it, we didn't have the openness and the freedom to communicate that way we should have. I would feel like I wasn't good enough, that I might feel pain if I really paid attention to it. Um, if you've been through sexual trauma, it may affect your sexual relationship. So much of the trauma is just sitting with it, feeling it, talking to it, sending it love. Um, you know, finding out, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? And then journaling about it. And key, really key 
um, actions are, what did I learn from that experience? Mm. And not only what did I learn, but if it was somebody that, you know, created that, have I forgiven them? Forgiveness is such an important part of the whole system of bringing healing to oneself. I would imagine also trying to see a silver lining in something that's been very disruptive and upsetting, right? So Exactly. What did I learn from it? Yeah. Yeah. So the learning and the forgiveness, I would imagine, could be really challenging, but I would I would venture to believe that the reward then is so much greater because you've done the work. Exactly. And I'll just give a little personal experience. You know, as I said, my dad became a drunk after my mom died. And I went into therapy when my son was a baby. And she said, can you forgive your dad? And I said, no, I can't. And she goes, can you accept the fact that he died when your mother did? And I said, yes. So it wasn't until... After I had seen Joe and when I was in Sedona, saw this woman and I went that summer, went to see her in Philadelphia and to work some more with my energy and to help me, you know, have a higher frequency. And that night when I went to bed, I kept listening to this song over and over and over again. And I'm like, why am I having to listen to this? It was just like, I just had to do it. And it was after, I don't know how many times I'd listened to this song, that I realized that not only did my dad lose the love of his life, he was reliving the death of his own mother. And all of a sudden, I had so much compassion in my heart because not only had he lost the love of his life, he was reliving the death of his own mother. And when you had that compassion and that empathy, you were then able to forgive. Oh, the forgiveness just flooded out of me. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If we have somebody who might be um, still resisting that their trauma needs healing. What might make that more evident? There are different things that can, you know, you know, come up. They might be experiencing a fair amount of anxiety. They might have feelings that they're not good enough, that they're not smart enough. I mean, anything like, you know, not enough of. Mm-hmm. Um, they could actually have pains in their body that they don't understand. Another example is your heart. If you've lost a loved one and haven't gone through the grieving process, then you may have issues with your heart. And it may be a physical issue where you might have, you know, heart palpitations or, you know, a heart attack or that's pretty serious. But it could be that you just have a hard time trusting somebody and falling in love Mm -hmm. because you're afraid of having your heart hurt again. Mm -hmm. So those are, you know, some examples of, you know, symptoms that you've been through some sort of trauma and anxiety is a huge one though. Anxiety could also be a result of not really knowing your soul's purpose and Mm. what you're supposed to be doing in life. That makes so much sense. It's like a restless feeling, a desperation of kind of searching. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So you've mentioned a lot about these feelings of lack, not enough of whatever it is. And you've also mentioned um, kind of shame and guilt. And offline, you you said to me, frame of brain. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so catchy. What do you mean by frame of brain? Well, I think so often we are, our thoughts in our head are like, I'm not good enough. I, all these kind of things. And so if that is our thought process, then that's going to be our reality. So we want to be thinking I'm fabulous. I'm tremendous. I'm powerful. I'm smart because the words that we actually say to ourselves, our beliefs become our reality. We always, you know, we're hearing so much more today. Well, we we can create what we want. We can have abundance, but you're not going to have abundance, even though you might be saying I'm abundant, but yet you're living in fear of spending money or having enough. So we need to, you know, adjust our brain and our thoughts because we become our thoughts. Yeah, I really agree with you wholeheartedly here. And I'm cautious of not addressing the the truth underneath. You know, so if someone is saying that they're not enough and they just bypass with I am enough, but they haven't really um, done the work to believe it. What do you have to say about that? They need to do the work. but a plain and simple I mean I went a long time and I had to do my work yeah so you're able to see in hindsight now that all of those feelings of of not enough um you know they transformed as you transformed into this new frame of brain of abundance and all of the things you want for your business and for your life Well, yeah, for my business and for my life, I had to fall in love with myself. And I remember the day I did. Ooh, tell me about it. (laughs) I was in the shower. (laughs) And I would always, I would listen to one of Esther Hicks's rampages about loving your body and loving yourself. And, you know, I was again doing that and I was just And all of a sudden, I broke out in this beautiful voice, and it was just light language. It's never happened since, but um, I was just like feeling so much love for myself. And it was the most amazing feeling that I ever remember having. Yeah, and I, I think that that's probably equally challenging for people, right, to love themselves. It is. And it takes work. It takes work. It was a lot of self-talk. It was a lot of listening. It was a lot of meditation. As I said, you know, after the stroke and learning how to do some of Dr. Joe Dispenza's meditations, I spent three hours a day for about four months doing his meditations. And I'm not saying people have to do that. I don't believe they do. But I did it and it changed my life. Right. And to meet you, you radiate joy. You know, it's probably evident to the listeners now. They're probably feeling that this is this is truth. You've mentioned meditation a couple of times. And I'm wondering, 
what do you do for a daily practice that contributes to that peace and that joy? Well, when I'm in my shower, I do, you know, positive thinking and affirmations for myself. And I do meditate. I meditate before I go to bed. Um, I always try to do a little short meditation and connect in with my higher self before a client comes so that I can be super present with them. I started gardening, Hmm. which I never did before COVID. So COVID was really good for me for getting outside and starting to garden. So being outside, getting in nature, and I work with a trainer, so I get out and I move my body. And I like to give people things like I make sourdough bread. And I make it every week. And, you know, one of those, my recipes typically make two loaves and somebody gets one of those loaves. Mm, I love that. I love the feeling of giving. And I see why you do that. That's awesome. Yeah, giving is, yeah, a great energy to use and to share. And I, and I talk to myself in a positive light. You know, I say, you know, you're divine. I am that I am. I am a powerful healer. What guidance do you have um, for people who are like still searching for their meaning or more fulfillment in their lives? To get still. People have a hard time being still. And and you don't have to necessarily do a, a, a meditation. And when I say still, it doesn't mean that you have to like be still, still. You could be out in nature on a walk and just removing, you know, trying to remove all those thoughts and people go, well, I can't do that. And I go, well, of course, it's very difficult. Our mind is made to think. So pay attention to your breathing and you will find that everything inside starts calming down. And then you can get into that place. You know, that like you're asking. So So with the quieting of the mind and the stillness, that place of you revealing yourself emerges? I believe it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, because you can listen, you can find out. Yeah, I am divine. I am powerful. I mean, think of our bodies and everything it does. I mean, it's really amazing. You know, we have these feet that walk us all over. You know, we have our brains to make us think, our hearts that keep ticking over and over again. You know, even as you breathe in, imagine, you know, love going to every single one of your cells and bringing healing to them. Yeah, I like that that's a practical thing that people can do. So even if there's some skepticism, it's an experiment. Exactly. And it was interesting because early on, somebody had me do Mike Dooley's book. When I was in Sedona, I met this woman and it was like, even just say, I'm going to see a slinky, you know, mention five things that you're going to see in the next week. See what happens. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. (laughs) And what was so funny is I found the slinky that I had given my kids when they were little, when I was cleaning something out. And I just laughed. It's that's so crazy. And it's and I get Mike's daily notes from the universe. And I love how quirky and and fun. Um, but his whole thing is thoughts become things. And our first step is is believing that. Right. Exactly. Because if thoughts become things, then our thoughts can change us and who we are. You yeah. Know, or how we think. 
Right. You know? And you can start out as simple with one of his things of pick a color of car. I'm going to start seeing red cars <laughs> and see how many red cars you see in the next week. Yeah, it's so true. I love the practical application. Mm hmm. I'm wondering how people can find you. If they want to work with you, do you do any remote work? They can find me on my web website. It's heartenergywellness.com. Awesome. They can connect with me through that. And yes, I do do remote work. And what really blows people away is I do remote Reiki as well. Yeah, I've heard of some people who've had really great success with remote Reiki. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Just because my curiosity never ends, your website, what is heart energy? Oh, heart energy. That's where we create from. It's the energy in our heart. And, and we just want to get our heart into that low coherence, you know, so our heart is coherence. It goes to heart math in a sense, where if you breathe slowly and deeply for five minutes and feel you know, one of these emotions, gratitude, compassion, care, appreciation, kindness, you'll get your heart into, into coherence. And at the end of that five minutes, you can actually ask your higher self a question. You know, should I go on this trip or not? And if you listen carefully, you're going to get an answer. And it's the heart. And I often tell people, you know, people always think it's the head that we have to be in. Our heart is where that, you know, the power is. And it's always, you know, I used to hear clean those, you know, 12 to 18 inches between the brain and the heart out. It's kind of goes with what we talked about earlier. Yeah. I love that there are so many natural experiments built into this conversation with you, Maureen. I hope people have a lot of fun with uh, your episode. Thank you so much again for joining me. You are so welcome. And I so appreciate this opportunity. It's been a delight. So that's a wrap. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to work through a sticky situation of your own, shoot me an old school email at gonorthcoaching at gmail or check out my other offerings at gonorthcoaching.com. If you're listening, chances are we know each other and I'm so grateful for your support. Please help me spread the word by sharing, liking, rating, subscribing, any and all of the things are so appreciated. See you next time.